Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 429th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is our beloved bracketology being back after a year off with the NCAA field announced last evening in a massive return to sports normalcy. Uh, The timing last year of the pandemic, I think of all the shockers that went on from uh, NBA season getting canceled, which is sort of what started it all that night, that fateful night about a year ago to the day. Uh, But I think it really hit home for a lot of people. It did for me when they canceled the NCAA tournament. I was here in Tampa at the time and uh, they were, Tampa was the site of one of, I believe, the Eastern Regional Final, um, or certainly one of the venues for for a, a tournament weekend. And, you know, was hoping to go catch some of it in person at Amelie Arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play, and now, of course, the, <laughs> the Raptors. Uh, and uh, obviously it just disappeared. And so that was a... That was a hard fall, shall we say, and um, and it's back, and all going to be occurring, as we know, in the state of Indiana, basically the greater Indianapolis area, as far out as, uh, I believe, Purdue, uh, but certainly, you know, Lucas Oil Stadium, also the, the, the other arena where the uh, Indiana Pacers play legendary Hinkle Fieldhouse at Butler, which is in Indianapolis. So, and of course the NCAA is headquartered in Indianapolis. So, uh, smart move by them. I I think they can control it. Uh, With the pandemic, college basketball has had a lot of problems. As we know, they actually, last night was interesting, created a a kind of backup plan with the first four out are eligible if a team cannot participate due to COVID. Uh, So uh, it's a different world we're living in, as we know. Anyway, now it's time to finally talk about the field. My favorite story, of course, like many, is Georgetown. You know, back in the dance, winning, uh, surprisingly, the Big East tourney, of course, led by their coach, Patrick Ewing, who... uh, 
helped create the program along with Coach John Thompson. Um, my father graduated from Georgetown Medical School. I grew up about three hours from there, uh, Georgetown, D.C., and a player from my high school two years ahead of me was a Hoya. Played for Georgetown. He was an excellent basketball player before uh, the golden era got ushered in by John Thompson and Patrick Ewing. Uh, so I've always liked Georgetown for those reasons. Uh, you know, they've become under Thompson and Ewing, uh, just an iconic program. Uh, too bad John Thompson, you know, isn't alive to see it. He, he passed away not all that long ago and he would have loved what they've done, uh, in making their run through the Big East tournament and uh, landing right in the NCAA. So uh, so it's fun to have a, a team with a personal connection that I'm rooting for who is suddenly uh, a hot team, obviously. And the big question on everybody's mind is, can, can Gonzaga run the table to immortality? The last school to win uh, with an undefeated season was, of course, the uh, legendary uh, Bob Knight 1976 Indiana team. I remember watching the national championship victory over Michigan, both been Big Ten games uh, back in the day, and it was, uh, it was just what a team. You, know, you still remember that starting lineup for a large part, Kent Benson, Quinn Buckner, you know, names that have just stuck around forever, uh, you know, because of that, um, undefeated. And I guess there's been five teams since then have entered the tournament undefeated. UNLV, uh, teams like that, I think Wichita State, um, but they haven't been able to get the job done and go through and win the national championship. So uh, here we are. What is it? 24 years plus 21, 45 years later, uh, we have another one, and it's Gonzaga. And I watched them uh, last week, I believe, or within the past week or two, where Brigham Young had them on the ropes, had a big lead throughout the first half. Uh, Gonzaga usually is used to playing games out in the West there, up 20 points throughout most of the game. Starting four or five minutes into the game, they get a 20-point lead and kind of coast. That certainly wasn't the case, so they had to come back in the second half. They did. They looked good and really kind of pulled away at the very end. So they had their test, and they passed it. Uh, probably the best thing that could have happened to them uh, as they headed in uh, to the tournament. But it's a great story. They've been... Uh, nipping at the edges of the NCAA. They were in the national championship game just a few years ago. They've been around a while. We all know their story. Excellent team. Not the best conference, so they're always uh, question marks. But the stage is theirs. Will they seize it? That is the question, and it's going to be fun to watch. And that was really fun to watch them in that Brigham Young game uh, come back to win it just, uh, again, uh, within the past week or two. Well, my low light of the week is uh, Drew Brees retiring and all of us losing an icon that we've gotten used to watching, really, for the past few decades. We're all going to miss him. Uh, certainly there's no low lights connected with Drew Brees, not in my mind at least. Uh, he's just been tremendous to watch. 
over the years, uh, recent years, three years in a row, really, really tough outs in the playoffs, to say the least. Um, you know, I'm sure he wanted to stick around and chase it. They're uh, chasing another Super Bowl. They're Super Bowl caliber team. Um, but he is 42 years old. <laughs> uh, younger than, than Tom Brady, but who, who isn't? And uh, so Drew Brees, he will be missed. Apparently he's going to be uh, already under contract with NBC. So we're going to be seeing a lot of him on Sunday Night Football, which is great. And uh, hard to believe that uh, Drew Brees is uh, no longer playing in the NFL. But not a surprise. We all kind of expected it. And lastly, my bizarre story of the week is Justin Thomas kind of coming from behind to uh, surpass, uh, you know, basically uh, Bryson DeChambeau as you know, as well as Lee Westwood to kind of come out of nowhere a little bit. Uh, it looked like a two horse race, but then Justin Thomas comes in and wins the players championship yesterday up in Ponte Vedra, Florida. And suddenly joining Jack and tiger, uh, in rare air before age 28 with his 14th tour of victory includes a major, uh, PGA a few years back and now a players and, He's in a category there now with only Jack and Tiger. And that is, again, rare air. Hats off to Justin Thomas and, uh, you know, shot a great round yesterday and certainly earned the victory. Uh, But again, it it just, uh, even though he was lurking, it felt like it might be a, you know, a two-horse race on the final day. And Justin Thomas uh, certainly put that to bed. So now, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel channel. 
A Braveheart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, our pleasure in having you join us. And I ended the previous segment talking about Justin Thomas winning yesterday's Players' Championship. And AP, uh, I'd say it was a pretty good day for Alabama uh, between that and the <laughs> team getting the number two seed in their region, uh, Alabama. And Justin Thomas is an Alabama graduate. And why don't we start with him, AP? Uh, He's in some rare air all of a sudden, uh, you know, his 14th tour victory and with only Tiger and Jack as far as uh, that many victories with the major and the players, I believe, before the age of 28 or at or before the age of 28. So any category you're in with only Jack and Tiger puts you, uh, you know, in, again, just rarefied air. And good for him. Uh, that was like a impressive performance to storm back yesterday and overtake the two leaders. Yeah, that's a short list of, of golfers, isn't it, John? Three people. Sure so, is. And I, get, and I guess it said, I was reading, Thomas becomes the only the fourth player to win a major, the Players' Championship, the FedEx Cup, and a World Golf Championship. Oh, wow. Didn't even know those two. Uh, tough to keep track of it all, but boy, oh boy. Yes. Again, yeah, the, he's just put together a very impressive career. He, he looks and feels and is young. So there, there, there's some great things ahead. He got very emotional after the tournament because I guess his grandfather, who I remember seeing many times at the 18th hole of tournaments, he's won and hugs and whatnot. Uh, I guess he passed away re- somewhat recently in recent months or whatever. And uh, he was asked about it in the post-tournament interview and got very emotional. Um, so he's an interesting guy. His profile continues to build AP. A- you know, let's not forget he was the kind of walking on-course 
announcer with the Brady, Manning, Charles Barkley, Phil Mickelson, you know, charity tour, char- charity golf outing a few months back or whenever, a number of months yeah. ago. Because, right. you know, because he has that kind of a personality. So he's he's impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's personality plus and he's, he's slight of stature. So everybody thinks they can duplicate him right on playing golf. He's and, thin, uh, that's for he's sure. Thin. Yeah, he's just a wisp of a gentleman there, and but he's very yes, he talented, is. skillful, skillful, and and he's, you know, when I first met him, John, he he just had this little twinkle in his eye, and he was a shop maker, and you know, his dad's a pro up there in Kentucky, and right. he was at Alabama, left early, uh, maybe after his junior season, and came up to the Travelers. That's one of his first tournaments, Travelers Championship. Uh, you and I have covered you know, have often. Com- yeah, have, yeah, have often, often had conversation with him and his dad and really enjoyed. And I felt to myself, I don't know what he's going to do, but I just like that he has an air of confidence. Yep. Uh, he's not cocky, but he plays, he's smooth, and he, he just determined. Correct. Correct. Yeah, grew up in Louisville, if I'm not mistaken, in that area. Right, that's correct. And again, he's really, you know, he's just been uh, making more and more of an impact on the tour. And now he's, uh, you know, just really establishing himself as one of the top players on tour. He has been for a while, but yesterday felt like a bit of an exclamation point. As we know, the players is often called the fifth major. And uh, so winning that way he did to you know when it was feeling like after saturday coming into sunday that you know it was going to be lee westwood and bryson dechambeau dueling it out uh here comes justin thomas to basically take the title so good for him yeah it's quite a comeback wasn't it john i mean uh, he said i think he said he played the best round of golf he ever did yes exactly um just really, again, uh, quite impressive, and uh, you feel like there's a whole lot more coming with him. I really do. So it's going to be fun to watch. He, he's really moved into you know the the top echelon now. Not he was kind of right there, but now he's firmly there, shall we say? And I think people like to pull for Justin as well. He's um, he's somebody like I said, it's personable and. Always has good manners and good golf etiquette, and and on the tour, I think the other players uh, like and admire him as well. Right, it, it, it seems to be the case, no doubt about it. And that wasn't the only good thing that happened yesterday with Alabama. Uh, of course, they got the number two seed, as you pretty much predicted. We've been talking a lot about them the last two weeks, and uh, glad we have been because. They're the number two seed in their region, so they are they are uh, firmly, uh, you know, one of the favorites. Bottom line, it in my mind basically puts them right in the top eight teams. Obviously, uh, four number one seeds, four number two seeds, and so out of sixty-eight teams, uh, Alabama's in the top eight uh, based on seedings from yesterday, and it's exciting, I'm sure, for you and everybody down there. Yeah, John, this team, the 2021 basketball team at the University of Alabama, won the regular season at a 16-2 and mark, 
which tied the 1987 team, and they've won the conference tournament, which ties the 1987 team as well. This has only happened, uh, as I understand, four times in the history of the school because, you know, they didn't have the SEC tournament. They restarted it again in 79. They had it, like, way back in 30 and 34, Alabama did it, and then the 87 team. And then this team, 2021, won the regular season and the, the uh, conference tournament. So that's an exceptional uh, stamp they put on the program. Really? Uh, that is quite the stamp. Um, yeah. So, you know, no, they, very impressive. They started out on... Oh, yeah, they started out on Friday, John, playing Mississippi State. I think it was 47-19 at halftime. They just blistered him. And Mississippi State had just beaten Kentucky the prior day by a point. And I'm thinking uh-huh. it's going to be a tough game because they're pretty big inside and uh, and they have excellent two excellent guards. Uh, Mississippi State and Alabama just shut down the entire team, didn't shut down one of the guards. But uh, they won that game. Then they're behind a second game on Saturday by 15 points to a Tennessee team was playing without one of their best placers, Fulkerson. The six foot ten player had a uh, fractured on his face and it was injured, couldn't be in the game. It was their photo protocol for concussion, I believe. And then they had to come from behind, win that game, and then yesterday they're playing an L S U team where Alabama beat by thirty one, uh, down in Baton Rouge when they hit twenty three three pointers, which is I think is a league record. And then they beat him in Tuscaloosa, I think it was double digits if I recall. And so here they're going back and forth at LSU. They're down six, seven points, and LSU goes ahead, Alabama goes ahead, back and forth. And they hold on. LSU has the last possession, has a couple of of attempts, 80 to 79, to win the SEC championship. And there was a little uh, engagement there at midcourt before the game. Uh, The the two teams were were getting into it, verbal spat and some of the assistants and members of the both programs, so that had to be separated. So there was a little bit of a grudge there. <laughs> Shocker between LSU and Alabama. Who, who would have thought? Some <laughs> <laughs> um, hard feelings you know, yeah, along the it's way. It's all good AP when that stuff goes on. I think, you know, it just shows, uh, you know, especially Alabama heading in as, now as a number two seed. I mean, that they're like just uh, on edge, shall we say, and that's a good thing. Uh, oh yeah, and you know, and, and John, just confident. like that eighty-seven. Oh, oh yeah, and, and John, let's interrupt for a second. But just like the eighty-seven team, Alabama earned the number two seed. Just like the eighty-seven team, that's the highest seed. Yes. Um, again, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I saw their coach interviewed over the weekend, and I was very impressed Tato. with him. AP, he looks like he's. Uh, you know, just a confident coach that, you know, he knows he's got a good team. He struck me just instantly as, you know, good leader, all of it. Uh, you know, I, depending on how they play, his profile could really rise. Yeah, absolutely, John. Imagine six or seven years ago, he's the coach of Romulus High School, which is a famous high school in Detroit, winning uh-huh. some championships there. And the next thing you know, he's at the University of Buffalo with one of the Hurleys. Um, and matter of fact, the University of Connecticut, uh, um, Coach Hurley is in the same bracket as Alabama. They played Maryland. If they, they both win, they'll meet up in the second round. But he's assistant coach there. Buffalo takes over, comes down to Alabama, gets him to win the, all these things that he's done in the second year of the program, having a lot of depth 
uh, convincing players to stay for the senior year, led by the core of seniors, Herbert Jones from Greensboro, Alabama, which is about 35 miles south of Tuscaloosa. Uh, John Petty Jr. from Huntsville, Alabama. He played under the legendary Jack Doss, who I always called the John Wooden of Alabama high school basketball. He won 10 titles at about three or four different schools. And then you had Alex Reese from right there in Pelham, Alabama, which is outside of Birmingham, part of Birmingham, I guess. And uh, then you had the transfer from Yale, Jordan Bruner. So those four seniors. And then you have uh, Shackelford from California, Hesperia, California, a left-hander, about 6'3". Not overly athletic, but highly skilled and can score. And then Javon Quinterly, John, the sixth man, transfer from Villanova, McDonald's All-American from New Jersey, is the MVP of the SEC tournament. I mean, it's phenomenal. Wow. And then they have some other other player, Josh Primo from Canada, 6'6". A freshman got hurt the other day. His his kind of twin, Keon Ellis, one of the top junior college transfers from uh, Florida, uh, he came in and had a big day yesterday. So they've got quite a bit of depth. They have James uh, Rojas from around Rochester, 6'7". He was injured last year. Jawan Gary from Columbia, South Carolina, a high-energy player, 6'7". Um, not as skilled as he needs to be at the moment, but always, you know, tipping the ball and rebounds, running the court to, to be the recipient of a pass, the recipient of a pass for the dunk to, to finish the play. So they, they've got a, a lot of talent uh, on that team, uh, John, just in, in depth. And you need it because you're trying to win with taking the three-point shot and driving to the basket. Right, right. Well, it's, it's it all seems to just be, you know, lining up pretty nicely, AP, and... Uh... You know, I'm so glad that we've, you know, talked about them the last few weeks. And I feel like, you know, our listeners have gotten a chance to know them thanks to you. And now all of a sudden, they're the number two seed and looking to make some noise. And, uh, you know, I think it's wonderful. And, uh, and we're ready. So why don't we take our first break? We're at the end of our first segment. They go so quickly. Uh, but let's take a break, and we still have a lot more to talk about on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. I'm back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking Alabama basketball uh, a lot lately, the past couple of weeks, but n- never more importantly than last segment, because they are... The number two seed in their region after last night's uh, after last night's selection show. That region, by the way, would be the East region. And AP, you'll be happy to hear that I uh, uh, filled out my bracket this morning. I couldn't wait after a year layoff of no bracket. <laughs> um, couldn't do it quick enough this morning. The minute it arrived, and uh, I have Alabama. Doing well in the tournament, making a long run. So we shall see. But you've got me excited over the past few weeks talking about them and then to see them come in and, you know, win, not only have the fabulous regular season, win the tournament, the SEC tournament yesterday. And uh, yeah, I think you are giving me and our listeners a, a nice insight to what could be uh, a team that's going to make a run deep. John, they, they have, like I said, the depth. They shoot it well from the three-point line uh, normally, and they drive. They, can have, they have the length and the quickness and the agility to drive to the basket and finish. Um, they have a depth with the shooters as well, John. I mean, it's nice if you have two or three players on your team that can make a shot from the arc, but they have half a dozen or so. So that leaves, you know, you're trying to get at least a couple scores each night if somebody's not hitting from that distance, you can pass it to somebody else, and they're going to have their opportunity. So I like their chances. They went from being maybe 100 and something last year on the defensive efficiency to the top wow. in one year with, with, with this roster and with, with this coaching staff. So that, that's quite impressive, John. That's what I, last season we, we speak about them, and they scored a lot of points, which is – uh, fun for the fans. It's a, a great style of plays to recruit players, but they weren't able to stop anybody. So that prevented them from having a, a, a you know, a top echelon uh, finish in the SEC. So this season, complete turnaround defensively 
So that gives them a chance in any ball game, whether you're shooting well or not. And if you're shooting well and playing the good defense with the steals and the stops and the, taking the charges, then that's when you jump on somebody, you know, 15, 20-point wins, that type of thing. But uh, they're going to have upset. to have a game. Yeah, pulling upset. So they're going to have to have a game. You know, if you're going to have four four wins to get to the Final Four, you're probably going to have a game or two where you don't shoot as well. But I have confidence in this team that they can drive to the basket, put pressure on the other team's defense, and then also defend well enough to get the stops, the steals, and lower the shooting percentage for the opponent. So, But Alabama, John, believe it or not, they're matched up against the 15 seed Iona Gales, coached by none other than Rick Pitino. And we all know his record as a coach. He took three different teams to the Final Four. Well, yep. his first one, Providence, in 1987 has a history because they were in the regional semifinal as a number six seed against a number two Alabama with Derek McKee, Jim Farmer, Mark Gottfried, uh, Michael Ansley, um, Keith Askins. Uh, you know, they had five double-digit scores, Alabama did, and they had a barrage of threes between Billy Donovan, uh, Delray Brooks, among others that transferred from Indiana, and they upset Alabama 103-82 to in Louisville. Alabama was scoring a lot of points, but they couldn't keep up with the three-pointers at the time. Right. Providence made a nice run that year. Um, Billy Donovan became the final, somewhat legendary. And yep. you're yep. following in the footsteps of Ernie Gregorio and Kevin Stakem. Yes. Yeah, that's when Ala- Providence became known as the school with the great guards, starting way back with Lenny Wilkins. Um, but oh, neither- way back, yes. Yeah, so that, that really built their history, that particular game and season with, uh, you know, with Providence, but yeah, and Patino started his career, of course, up at Boston University. Obviously, ended up coaching the Celtics, and uh, best remembered for the famous line: "Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish are not walking through that door." I think that uh, woke a lot of people up. That statement, and uh, that will live forever. <laughs> um, right. But anyway, right. back to and- Alabama. Um, yeah, so it's intriguing, you know, and he. Rick Pitino, say what you want about him, but boy, oh boy, number one, he loves coaching. He keeps coming back no matter what. And number two, he is uh, successful, like very successful and not certainly no one to be underestimated, even as a 15 seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. And I'm sure Alabama will not be underestimating him. He is uh, he's capable of anything as far as pulling uh, an upset or whatever. Make a noise, however John. you want to say it. Oh, yeah, John, it's one one game of basketball where you could have a hot day or a hot night. And, John, how about the fact that the former Alabama basketball coach who got Alabama into the first tournament way back in 1974 was C.M. Newton, became the athletic director in, at Kentucky. He hired Rick Pitino from the New York Knicks. And now you come full circle again from way, from 1987 when he upset Alabama to going on to his uh, – First Final Four, the Providence Friars. I think that was their second trip to the Final Four because they, they were there with Ernie DiGregorio and um, Kevin Stakem and Marvin Barnes against um, Memphis State in 73. How about the fact that it comes full circle, Rick Pitino against Alabama again. Uh, Alabama's the number two seed, the highest in school history, and um, he, he's going to have a chance to, you know, 
upset them again. It's not with the uh, maybe a talented team as Providence, but it's just one game. And um, last night he made a funny comment. They asked him about uh, he's uh, playing against Alabama. And of course, he's a pretty big underdog in this game, being the 15th seed, not a sixth. Uh, they said he said. Well, I'll use one of my famous lines. I'll paraphrase and I'll say, Billy Dunneman is not walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, glad I set the stage for that one with the other line. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Well, suffice to say, Rick Pitino has no fear. And, and I say that for one simple no. reason. Well, there's many reasons, but one, the one that stands out to me is, you know, he coached Kentucky and then he went to Louisville. That's kind of like coaching Alabama and going to Auburn. Um, Absolutely. So he, so he Absolutely. will do what he wants to do, period. Uh, he, he's not right. worried about what the outside world is thinking. That's for darn sure. Uh, anybody who can make no. a move like that <laughs> back in the day uh, <laughs> is not worried about bad press or what people think. No. You know, and no, good absolutely, for him. John. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. But that's, uh, you know, he has a sense of humor. Uh, you know, he's been many places and succeeded oh, yeah. along the way, uh, else, uh, I guess, at every stop. So I'm glad he still has that sense of humor. And uh, he, he brought that to the interview last night when they discussed playing Alabama as a number two seed. Yeah, and, you know, and that's a great line. Good for him. I missed it. So I'm glad you brought it up. Uh and AP, you know, um, it, it's basically uh, Iona is a program, quote, small school in suburban New York, New Rochelle, if I'm not mistaken, famous for the Dick Van Dyke show. But anyway, um, they have a pedigree. I mean, this is a, a school that is known for their basketball program, going back to the, the school's all-time superstar, Jeff Ruland who was terrific when he played for Iona. They've made noise in past tournaments, NCAA tournaments. And, uh, you know, they're a power in, uh, you know, in basketball, They given the size of the school. They're known for it. And, uh, again, they have a serious, serious pedigree. Jeff Ruland, again, was a superstar, 6'11 center, if I remember, went on to a nice NBA career. And he was a household name back in the day. He was one of the top whatever, three to five players in the country his that year. So, yeah, so he, he's not coaching a, a school that is not known for quality basketball with the history. Yeah, John, um, I think that they had their only tournament win, I believe, was Jeff Rulin was on was with the Gales, and they, they defeated Holy Cross, as I understand. I mean, I remember years even before Jeff was there, I think George Bucci was a, a famous player for them in the NIT, and they might even play Alabama way back then. I have to check that out. But um, yeah, I don't know. Has they've had their moments. They're right there in New Rochelle. So if you're able to get some players from the New York City area, they're right. they're crafty, Bingo. they're wily, they're 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 the type of players that are knowledgeable and can have an edge because they've played against all styles of players, um, and they're, they're fearless. I mean, you don't go onto the courts of New York City and, and not present yourself with some level of confidence. Correct. They will not be starry-eyed. They just won't be. You know, again, no. that history, that coach, uh, they're, they're not going to be starstruck by being in the NCAA tournament. That's for sure. They've been there a lot. 
I'm guessing, given their uh, the, the pedigree, you know, and winning their league each year or many years. Uh, they've been there before, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure fairly often. Um, so it's going to be fun, AP. Uh, you know, um, I just think that, you, you know, and I'm showing that if they do beat Iona, uh, they could end up playing in the second round. Uh, the other game is... Connecticut versus Maryland, intriguing matchup, but UConn, talk about schools with pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> so the road will not be easy. It never is in the tournament, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we shall see. But, yeah, it's going to be fun uh, to watch Rick Pitino on the sidelines against Alabama, no question about it. AP, I have to ask you, how is the excitement level down in Alabama? I would think it's pretty high. John, um, they've been starving for a big winner for with Alabama basketball for many years. You know, they've tried different coaches. I mean, Thank you know, goodness. Anthony Grant, Avery Johnson. You know, sure. and when Wim Sanderson was there, Coach Newton through the years, and, and uh, even David Hobbs at times. I mean, yep. they they're going to sell out fifteen thousand seat arena. How many schools can say I have a fifteen thousand seat arena? Arena, not many. So this year, because of the COVID situation, you know, you have the limited amount of people, but I think it worked to Alabama's advantage to go on the road and, you know, play, beat Kentucky by 20 points up there, go to LSU and win it there, Knoxville, um, some other places, Mississippi State and, and uh, you know, Arkansas. The only, their only two losses were on the road, and they were early games, 11 o'clock Central Time against Missouri. They were down 22, came all the way back, had a couple of chances at the end. They came to, to win the ball game, and then Arkansas beat them by 16. Arkansas was upset by uh, LSU in the SEC tournament in the semifinal on Saturday. But, um, you know, everybody's really excited. And, of course, this limited uh, capacity for these games up in Indiana. They're going to play in the Hinkle right. Fieldhouse, which that's, that's the home – uh, court of Butler, and I think that's where they had that movie, The Hoosiers, if I remember, John. Isn't that where they You're, filmed that? That's absolutely where they filmed it. No question. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is can be a storybook season for the University of Alabama men's basketball program. And um, you know, the closest they really have come, they were in the final eight once, and University of Connecticut of all teams beat them in the regional final. It was in Phoenix, Arizona. And Connecticut went on to win the championship. Alabama lost that day by 25 or 30 points. It wasn't a contest at all. And they were just overpowered Alabama. But uh, you see if Alabama is able to defeat the Arnold Gales, the UConn-Maryland winner is up next. And uh, UConn, I happen to see them because it was a triple header the other day on CBS. And they have a very good team. And one of the Hurley brothers, that's um, Danny, um, and, and Bobby, they helped get Nate Oates involved in Division One coaching. Uh, wow. The Buffalo. Wow. Well, exactly. I mean, again, seriously, pedigreed program there. And oh, by the way, I don't, you talk pedigree. You talk Maryland as well. You know, no one remembers yeah. that better oh, than yeah. us. Tom McMillan, Len Elmore, Lefty Drizel, on and on and on. So, you know, I, I didn't mean to in any way overlook or imply that UConn's going to, uh, yes. you know, easily right. get by the University of Maryland, for gosh sakes. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> a yes, tremendous yes. program through the years. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, oh, this yeah, is what we love, absolutely. AP. It's, this, yeah, this is what we love, that we're here, we're here we are talking about, you know, these great schools or schools capable of, uh, you know, school, you know, pulling upsets or 
rising. It's all great. Uh, but why don't we take our final break? Uh, still a lot more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there? It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football, basketball, and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course... The NCAA tournament starts Thursday with the first four. They changed it up a little bit, AP, this year. It's uh, kind of, I like it, by the way. It used to be Tuesday and Wednesday night, I believe, was like, you know, the the play-in games out of Dayton, and now it's uh, the play-in games. I shouldn't say the first four. Uh, That's ESPN terminology, I believe. The play-in games Mm -hmm. are Thursday, and then it's going to be a... Mm -hmm. Friday through Monday, and I kind of like it. So rather than opening Thursday, you know, where you have 
32 games each day or whatever. It's uh, and there's right, 16 right. games per day. Excuse me. That's going to be now Friday and Saturday, 16 games per day, Sunday and Monday. Uh, but we still have basketball Thursday with the play-in games. A big one, by the way. Uh, who is it? UCLA and some yeah, other. That, that's quite a. That, that, that's quite a playing game, John. Uh, two names who have won championships: UCLA and Michigan State. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That I was looking for Michigan State. Yes. That's a big time brand playing <laughs> game. Uh, to put it mildly, jumped right <laughs> off the screen at me yesterday when I saw that. Uh, so, but AP, you know. Uh, so that's obviously my pick of the week. Is just, you know, basketball, basketball, basketball. Period. But there's, but tonight is the actually the women's uh, selection show for NCAA women's basketball and AP uh, that w- that's going to be fun as well UConn back in the mix team you and I have both covered up close and personal Gino Ariyama the coach so that's going to be an interesting show as well yeah John it, it really is I mean some of the names are familiar but one name that's uh not familiar, not at least the past 22 years, the, the University of Alabama women's basketball team will be a part of this tournament. The last time was 1999, John, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a while. That's a few moments, right? It sure is. <laughs> yeah, just a few. AP, if, so, uh, if, if Alabama were a company, I'd be buying stock. Everything is uh, <laughs> is going quite well these days for the University of Alabama uh, coming off another national championship, obviously, in football recently, this year. Um, but gee whiz, so the basketball team is now, uh, women's basketball team is now doing great things, historic things on their own. Yeah, they look to be a seventh seed, John, and um, Alabama has a trio of uh, players that, you know, the core of the team that really must produce offensively. Jordan Lewis is a guard out of Florida, five foot seven. She's she's strong. She can shoot the three pointer, uh, and she's a leader. You know, with the assists and things like that, getting other people in position to make shots and to transfer from the University of from Florida State University. Actually, Jasmine Walker is from Montgomery, Alabama. She's a senior. She's a first team All SEC performer. She was up for some of the top national awards. Uh, she's six foot three. She can make that three pointer, John, and and also has very good post moves. And then another six three player who's the the typical. Uh, person in the paint, Ariah Copeland from Columbus, Georgia, which is right there on the edge of East Alabama. And so oh, yeah. if they can continue with double figures, that trio, and then have somebody else from time to time, um, either another starter uh, or somebody off the bench, that would be you know, fantastic for them. Uh, you know, I know Christy Curry, she's uh, been in women's basketball many, many years, coached at Purdue. She came from Texas Tech. Uh, and came to Alabama. This is her seventh season, I believe. So I know she's going to be really happy to speak to the media after the selection this evening. And uh, she's been trying to build the, you know, rebuild the program. It's taken her that lo- taken her that long to acquire the talent, but I know she's thrilled to be having a chance to to, to be in the tournament. She was a an assistant at Louisiana Tech, which is a power in the day. You familiar with that program, John? Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they said so they had a, a good season, uh, and they're going to be rewarded. And once again, there's th- these core 
uh, players at Alabama. They were committed. They were on a mission. And, you know, people say that, players say those types of things, that they just, uh, you know, fought for every win this season. And, and now they're going to, you know, be smiling tonight. Sure. That's awesome. Well, AP, I wish them the best of luck as I do the men's team. And uh, it's going to be fun. I'm sure you're excited and everybody else down there in Alabama's very excited. So it's going to be a, a really fun week for all of us, all of, all of us sports fans who are, are finally getting uh, uh, our beloved NCAA tournament back and filling out brackets. Doesn't get any better than that, AP, uh, after a year off. So I want to thank you for calling, especially with your Alabama perspective uh, and one of the top teams in the country heading into the tournament. It's going to be awesome. And we, you've educated our audience over the course of the last three, four weeks. And uh, I'm sure that everybody is thrilled to know a lot about this team because of you. Well, John, it's been my pleasure. And I think that if you can get a chance to take a look at this Alabama team, they score a lot of points. They play fast. They shoot it from the outside. They're going to the basket. They're, uh, you know, reckless on defense and, and hustle. And Nate Oates is a mathematician, so he's got all the angles covered. Right. <laughs> you need to have the angles covered. We'll be watching, AP. No doubt about that. And thank you again. Thank you, John. My pleasure. All right. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.